0: I mean, it's good, whatever. I mean, I could eat it, just chow down, but like I've that little inner instinct that I just wanna. Ah,
1: the humble hot dog. It's an American staple at all cookouts, even when most people would prefer a burger.
0: hot dog! Hot dog
1: They're scarfed down by the dozens at Coney Island on the fourth of July. You gotta load them up with chili and onions or eat them plain. And now, well you're not gonna believe this. But how about hot dog ice
0: cream? An ice cream shop in Prospect Park created the special flavor to celebrate New York Magazine's Hot Dog
1: Week. My background was screenwriting, writing monster movies. So to me, hot dog ice cream is like writing a monster movie. It's, you know, it's a lot of uh, getting in there and, and being creative in the kitchen and playing around with it until you get something that tastes good. The
0: custom flavor is made with a buttered bun base and chunks of Nathan's caramelized beef
1: hot dogs. And while many who've tried it swear it's great, I may just have to take their word on it. But a traditional dog, man, I'm all about that. You can't beat the price. Did you know Costco is still offering a hot dog and a soda for a buck and a half? And that price hasn't changed in nearly 40 years, in spite of the fact that the price of just about everything else keeps going up. But can it stay that way forever?
2: Sure, why not? Listen, Costco's profit margin is fat enough that <laughs> they can give away hot dogs. <laughs> Do we all really need more nitrate sticks and glasses of Diet Pepsi? Probably not.
1: Costco's founder, Jim Senegal, reportedly told the company's current CEO, Craig Jelinek, quote, if you raise the price of the effing hot dog,
3: I will kill you. I think one of the things it does is reinforces a value image. Because if you think about it, people go around Costco, they will buy a lot of stuff. It can be quite expensive because you're buying in bulk. Then you go and grab a hot dog and a soda, and it's $1.50. And you enjoy that hot dog and soda, and guess what? That's the price that you remember. You think, hey, wow, that was great value. You know, I'll come back there, and, you know, I'll have another hot dog and soda when I'm shopping.
1: But not to be outdone, shortly after Costco's announcement, Sam's Club announced that it would offer the same deal, a hot dog and a drink for $1.38. But does that 12-cent difference between the two hot dogs really make a difference to consumers? And how does offering something at such a low price impact the retailer's bottom line? I'm Mike Rogers, and this is Something Offbeat, the podcast where we dive deeper into some unusual headlines. This week, Chris Thornburg, the founder of Beacon Economics, will join me to talk inflation and hot dogs. Neil Saunders is a retail analyst at Global Data. He tells Odyssey's KCBS that move by Sam's to slash its hot dog prices is as much about perception as anything.
3: It doesn't change behaviors all that much, especially for a membership club, because you have to go through all the hassle of subscribing to the membership and buying that membership. But what it does do is provide Sam's Club with a great headline. It's wonderful to be able to go out and say, hey, we've undercut Costco, which is renowned for this $1.50 offer on its hot dog and sodas. It's great to be able to go out and say, we've undercut that and we're more competitive. And of course, it drives a lot of positive publicity. And it's something Sam's club can point to to say, look, we're we're helping hard press families. So I think this is more of a cosmetic exercise than an exercise in really expecting it to drive an enormous amount of trade.
1: But while the cost of hot dogs has risen 15 percent year over year, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, neither store really raised its price. Thornburg says that while there is inflation, it's just not nearly as bad as the public perceives it to be.
2: Year over year increases right now in the U.S. from the P.E.C.E. perspective, which is the correct one, prices are up six and a half, seven percent. To be clear, The previous four years, we saw relatively low rates of inflation. In fact, to the point that there were economists worried about the potential for deflation in our world. That is to say, when aggregate prices actually fall, which can create all sorts of problems for financial markets, which is why economists tell us that we need to avoid it at all costs. If you add it all up, over the last five years, Americans have seen about a 16% increase in prices, a little over 3% per year, which is basically exactly where you were say in 2007 this goes to the heart of the big picture which is right now americans act as if every single thing that happens in this economy is some sort of existential crisis which is i tell you a bad place to start when it comes to an economic policy perspective why do we have inflation now Here's the real answer and the one that nobody in DC can say out loud. The reason this nation has inflation is because we have excessive consumer demand. Let me repeat that. Inflation is not hurting consumers, it's being caused by consumers because there is an enormous amount of consumer demand driven by the phenomenal cash balances that built up over the course of the pandemic When basically the Federal Reserve and our federal government chose to violently overreact to that economic circumstance and flooded the US economy with trillions and trillions of dollars and just cold hard brand new cash courtesy the Federal Reserve.
1: Back in March, the New York Times found that $1.8 trillion of the stimulus went to individuals, but $1.7 trillion went to businesses, with amounts in the hundreds of billions going to state and local agencies, healthcare, and other entities.
2: That money trickled into people's basically checking accounts. Let me give you one number, the number I love best. Prior to the pandemic, all American households together. We're sitting on something on the order of about a trillion dollars in cash. When I mean cash, I mean your money in your checking account, your saving account, and just under your mattress, just cash balances, okay? Over the course of the pandemic, in which the US economy lost about a trillion dollars in economic output, the federal government basically firehosed $6.5 trillion of stimulus across the economy, a six to one ratio. For every dollar of lost economic output, Congress gave us $6 back.
1: That money's just burning a hole in our pocket, isn't it?
2: Oh, yeah. And and every time I read a newspaper article, you know, how you could save pennies in the supermarket, I kind of giggle to myself because, you know, I, I know the data. To be clear, it's not just Jeff Bezos and company. Everybody at every income level, from the top 1% to the bottom 50%, are sitting on multiples of cold, hard cash relative to what they were sitting on prior to the pandemic. That is, in turn, fueling a tremendous amount of consumer demand, which is pushing prices up. Because, you know, inflation is nothing more than the consequence of too many dollars chasing too few goods.
1: So the idea behind these stimulus packages, the stimulus package idea was it's going to help people pay the rent. It's going to help people buy groceries. But in fact, a lot of people just sat on it.
2: There's no doubt that in the context of some sort of shock to the economic system, we should have a little bit of government policy to mitigate some of the worst aspects of that economic shock. But that's not what happened this time. If they really wanted to deal with the pandemic, I think maybe a half a trillion dollars of stimulus probably would have taken care of things. That would have been sufficient. It wasn't that big of an economic crisis. They're pretending we have crises that don't actually exist. And they're ferociously responding to those crises. And in the process of doing that, they're creating more harm than good. Inflation is nothing more than the consequence of the excessive stimulus they used during the pandemic. And now, in response to the inflation they caused, they're cranking up interest rates like crazy, creating problems in real estate that, again, don't need to exist. So what we all need to do, learn how to sit on our hands. <laughs>
1: You're saying the sickness did not justify the cure?
2: Absolutely not. Powell gives Congress $5 trillion in cash. He just shows up with briefcases of money, and Congress sprays his cash across the entire economy, and we're shocked, shocked we are that the economy's overheated.
1: What's the answer then? Because it's not like we're going to give the money back.
2: Exactly. And that's, that's the insanity of Fed policy. The only way you're going to stop inflation is by taking that money back. And nobody in D.C. is talking about raising taxes right now. It's just not going to happen. So what can you do? The answer is nothing. Inflation is going to continue to rock and roll until prices catch up with consumer demand. And we got a ways to go on that front.
1: You have said that, in fact, on another Odyssey podcast, you you said that the economy is in pretty good shape in spite of inflation. You believe that? You still believe that?
2: Well, let me put it slightly differently. It's not that the economy is in pretty good shape in spite of inflation. The economy has so much pent-up demand that it's keeping the economy rocking and rolling and it's causing inflation to occur. Look, consumer spending is almost 70% of us gdp if the consumer is healthy and right now the consumer is very very healthy it will continue to push the economy to this high pace of economic activity and that's exactly what we're seeing industrial production is at an all-time high level unemployment rates are still sub four percent 3.7 percent now job openings rate while they have come down a bit in the last year are still significantly higher than they were pre-pandemic wage gains, which according to the Atlanta Fed wage tracker are currently at the fastest pace we've seen in the 30 years they've collected that data. So to me, everything says the underlying elements of the US economy remain very, very hot, driven again by all that excessive consumer demand, which is in turn also driving inflation. So it's part and parcel, it's not in despite of it, it's all being caused by the same basic phenomenon.
1: What do you think about the holidays coming up here? Because I'm hearing a lot of woe is me from retailers that, oh, people are not going to spend money. It's going to be terrible.
2: <laughs> That's nonsensical. We're already seeing very good numbers out there. You'll see. This is going to be a great holiday season. People are up to their eyeballs in cash, and they love to spend in the holidays.
1: So tell me this. When, when we get things back to normal a little bit, inflation goes down. Is, is Sam's Club going to raise the price of that hot dog back to a buck and a half?
2: Well, you know, I love how you came full circle on that. So let us go back to that hot dog thing and understand what's going on here. For the record, there's nothing particularly what I would call unique, different, or interesting about what Sam's Club is doing here. What we're talking about is something known as a loss leader, which is to say a product by which a retailer sells at a loss just to get people in the store.
3: I think that's part part of the reason some retailers do have lost leaders because they know that they pull people in, they know that they're going to get people interested in shopping there. And the hot dog is, to a certain extent, part of that. Now, obviously, with Costco, the food service is at the front of the store, so you don't have to walk through the whole of the store to, to get it. But it still gives people a reason to visit. It gives them a reason to go there. And, of course, whilst they're there, They will buy other things and they will go around and they'll fill their car.
2: For example, maybe a new bestseller is coming out. I don't know, the 17th Harry Potter book or some such nonsense. And, you know, a place like Sam's Club or Costco might actually make a decision, even though they're buying that book wholesale at, say, $12, they'll put it in front on a giant table at $9.99. Why would they deliberately lose $2 a book? Well, the answer is because that will get you to come in the store. If you look at Sam's Club or a typical Costco has a parking lot, that's what about a square mile, (laughs) right? You pick up the book, you're going to wait in in line for 20 minutes before you can actually check out. That's the nature of those big box stores. Well, you're not going to do that for just a book. You're going to hang out. You're going to buy some stuff. You're going to get some chips. You're going to buy some milk. By the way, all the other stuff you're going to buy while you're there. Probably has big fat margins attached to it. So the cheap hot dog, the cheap bestseller, that sale item is designed to get you to be there, to walk in that store, because they know when you walk in the store, you're going to buy more than that particular lost leader, no
1: more, less, no less. And it can make them seem like nice guys too. Look, we're helping them
3: out.
2: That's right, and maybe maybe they'll even tell you it's a carbon neutral hot dog, if that's possible.
1: Thanks for listening to Something Off Beats. This episode written and produced by Lauren Berry and Chris Blake, with audio editing and original music by Myron Kaplan, and editorial support from Cooper Mall. I'm your host, Mike Rogers. Additional audio contributed by KCBS, KRLD, and WINS. Now to hear more of our deep dives into unusual news stories, please subscribe to Something Offbeat on the Odyssey app or Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have your own offbeat story that you think we should cover, please let us know about it at Something Offbeat at Odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com.